Hey everyone, welcome back to Imperium Goddess Diaries podcast and YouTube channel. I'm back. It's 2024. We are, we're going, we're hitting it. We're doing it. I am so excited to be back. I'm so excited to do more videos with you guys and connect. And just about so much things that have been going on in my life and I have so much more ideas and wisdom and things I just really want to share with you. So I'm so excited for this year with all of you. I also, this episode specifically is going to be about a little bit of my transition, what's been going on in my life, 2024, and also the most exciting and biggest transit of 2024, which is Pluto going into Aquarius. This is huge. This is on a collective level, and I'll be going to that, into that in this episode, so stay tuned. First of all, I just want to see how everyone's going. How is everyone traveling? How was their period at the end of 2023 to 2024? How was how was your time? How did you go? What did you feel? What did you experience? Like, what did you learn? What did you envelop? What have you embodied? You know, what what's the changes that you've seen? There's a lot of, there's a lot of positive change going on in the collective at the moment. There's a lot of darkness as well. Um, but I want to just focus on how we're going to integrate ourselves into 2024. Like, what are we going to do that's differently? Specifically for myself, I had a really beautiful end of 2023, sorry. I, you know, I went to Bali for a trip, which was amazing. Um, I had the most beautiful enlightened experience there. And I found out that um, Neptune is running straight through Bali, which is on, on astrocartography, which induces a lot of a spiritual like experiences. So I'm so excited to go back. I'm wanting to go back this year as well. And basically just kind of expand on that a little bit more and connect deeper in the world. Um, I've also cut my hair a little bit shorter and I will go shorter again. And that's a whole other story. I want to talk about the spirituality of hair because it's something that really has resonated with me since the start of my journey. Um, but that's a whole other episode and I will talk about that too because no one really talks about like the spirituality of, of like all the meanings behind what we do with our looks. And I think they hold so much um, power of the stage of the, our life that we're at, which is really important. But, you know, a lot of people might say it's not that deep. I'm like, it's that deep. It, we, we feel that deep. We change our hair. And we change our looks, we change our image, we change our style, we wear different clothes, we look at things differently, we have a different way of perceiving art. And that can all be like a development of our specific person and our own development. And the things that we enjoy can change. And it can also revert back, which is something that's also happened to me too. But I wanted to touch on, you know, the end of my 2023, which was I brought 2024 in with so much love. And I had probably the most low-key 2024, like 20, like sorry, New Year's Eve that I've had since I can ever I can remember. I've always been out, I've always been with a lot of people. I, you know, I've always had alcohols probably since, you know, since I turned 18. And this year I didn't do any of that. Um, I just took mushrooms and we watched movies and we watched the storm and we were in bed just after midnight and I probably haven't had that much fun at New Year's Eve in a really long time. It was like, it was just so beautiful. It was so beautiful. So a lot of my time that I've spent the last month because I've had a lot of my beautiful friends stay with me at my house, um, a lot of connective experiences with them, you know, it's just been so wonderful to really integrate the friendships and the relationships that I have. Um, and a lot of them have just compounded themselves into such joy and such, such solidity in my life. I feel so strong about what I have around me and who I have around me. Um, you know, what some of my biggest lessons that I've learned in this lifetime is 
to just not allow allow everyone to have access to you. And that's something that I've learned time and time again. Uh, and now it's really landed. Now it's really made sense to me why I need to make sure that my energetic boundaries are up at all times. I talk about it a lot. I preach about it all the time. I have literally done a workshop on protecting your energy in the workplace, but I wasn't doing it to the fullest. I wasn't holding that integrity within myself. Uh, and now I've decided like so strongly to make sure that always, always applies to me because if I'm going to be sitting here talking about it with you guys, preaching it to you, to you all, I need to be doing it too. And that was a really, I had to really sit myself down and be like, look at the girl in the mirror. You, you are the problem. <laughs> but it was part of my journey. I had to, I had to really, really learn that and I had to really adapt that. And a lot of the time now when I, when I have people in my life and everyone in my life is so, is so beautiful and so, so true. And if there was ever some sort of extra evolution that happens and friendships do come and go, that's just part of the experience. It's nothing inherently bad. It's just growth. And it's also contracts ending, you know, contracts splitting. You can break up your contracts with people and, you know, and that comes down to a lot of shadow work. And that's something that I've been really integrating into my, into my life. And a lot of the things that I've learned about shadow work as well is I will, I want to touch on this on a deeper level too, but the things that come along with shadow work is not just identifying the shadow and then removing it, because I know that we can do that, but some of the time it's just not that easy, but I've actually now tried to really use my shadow as my fuel. And I've been listening to a lot of Robert Greene, um, a lot of his YouTube um, videos. And I've also like watched some videos on Carl Jung. I'm not sure if anyone knows about him, um, but they talk a lot about the shadow and the shadow is where your power can come from. Obviously, you know, a lot of your power can come from within and your own personal um, expansiveness and your creativity. But I've found that so much of my creativity has come from my shadow. My shadow has fueled it in a way that I haven't really experienced before. And so much of like these ideas that I'm coming from, I'm using and the fuel is the shadow. Like I'm the plane and then the shadow is like the jet fuel. It's really, really cool. I'm really loving the fact that that's a thing now, you know? Um, it's almost just like every time I kind of feel the shadow coming up, instead of pushing her down and be like, no, 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 like that's not a part of me that I want to look at. That's not a part of me that I want to like assess. I'm like, okay, all right, let's let's do something with this. Let's Let's do it. And I found that that has... I've had profound healing in the idea that my shadow is helping me. And so a lot of the things that I would be annoyed at still or rolling through or, you know, continuously thinking about and going to spiraling thoughts about, it just doesn't really pop up as often anymore. It doesn't really sit in my mind. It doesn't sit in the forefront of my mind because I'm using all that energy. And it's coming to like a lot stronger alignment with the shadow and I, which is really, really cool. And it's something that I found that's really been working, which is also just feeling, like I said, a lot of my creativity, I've had so many ideas for what's coming up in this year and things that I really want to do with this business and be able to connect with everybody. And it's my, it's my forefront passion and it's really helping me feel that passion. And the passion seems so, that dream seems so real because a lot of times through a lot of my limiting beliefs, the idea of my dream seems so far away, but it's now becoming more of an embodiment of those dreams and those ideas that are actually coming to life for me. And I can really see it unfolding, which is so cool. <laughs> After so many grueling years of sitting and trying to work things out and I need to heal, I need to heal, I need to heal. And you're stuck in a healer's journey and I'm reading so many fucking books. Love books, by the way. I would never, would never 
badmouth books, but it's just you can get trapped in this journey of needing to learn, but it's also time to integrate and embody, which is so important. And it's something that everyone needs to start doing because we have been in such a time since 2020 of, you know, we've been in a big shadow period. We've been hidden away. We've been also, I'm seeing the darkness in what we've perceived to be the light. And, you know, I will preach till the cows come home about how we have been controlled since the moment we got here, pretty much. <laughs> Any of that humanity got here, we've been controlled this whole time. And it's so important to realize that the system does not want you to succeed. The system doesn't want you to think for yourself or to be awakened, which is why there is still so many people out there that are so hesitant to the idea of enlightenment and not enlightenment in the way you don't need to go live in a commune. You don't need to go live as a hippie. You don't need to be a gypsy to be enlightened. You just need to know that you have just the power within. And that can be really difficult for a lot of people to embody. That can be difficult for people to understand, but I want to make it my mission to break it down as so people can bite-sized pieces so people can understand and grab it and take it, what resonates with them, what works with them, and they can roll with it. Because my mission in this world is to make sure that every, as many people as I can, while I'm Earthside, is to wake the fuck up and do what they want to do with their lives and not listen to a system that does not work for them. And a lot of that comes down to so much health and wellness. I'm not well, well versed in that area. Um, and so a lot of the time I won't really give a lot of health advice, but there's so many things that I'm trialing and I'm doing for myself that I'm finding really interesting and I'm finding that, you know, things are working for me too. Um, a lot of my health and vitality has come back. I, you know, I indulge in cold plunging now. I was a bit lazy with it over the past couple of weeks, obviously coming to the new year and I had a lot of visitors. Um, but that's just helped me because it's, it's been able to give me some laser focused clarity on what I need to be doing. And it's awakened everything that I need to, to kind of zone in and give me that extra energy. Uh, I now microdose um, psilocybin. So I do a three day split, which is three days on one day off. And I do just under 0.2. And that just, it is beautiful because I do have my cacao and I have my own mini ceremony and I work with myself. And a lot of that comes down to really cupping into the body. Um, I'm very mind orientated, you know, being an air sign and being Gemini as well. We are so in the mind all the time. And that's where we, that's where Gemini's, Gemini's have their superpower. It's our brain, it's our mind, because we're connected up there and we're up here at the same time. That's why there's two. You know, it's not a two-faced fucking pop astrology like bullshit. It's just because we are here and we are up there at once, which is why our brains are circulating constantly and trying to work out what's going on. And we can get so tied up in our own heads about it, which is why a lot of high placement Geminis will feel this as well. But we are obsessed with information and we are obsessed with learning. And I was so obsessed with information and learning. Like I said, before I read so many books, I wasn't integrating and landing everything, which is coming down to the body. And the body is so important because it is part of the vessel. You've got chakras running all through the body and I was just sitting in this this section like when I was channeling a lot last year I was channeling nearly every day to the point where reality wasn't even looking solid for me anymore I was starting to just like get in a daze all the time and I wasn't overly productive and I just was like it was that everything was beautiful but it wasn't getting me anywhere because I wasn't in the body and that's what helps you get in the body is obviously one cold plunging but just listening to your body and doing what it needs to do so a lot of the health things that I'm practicing is also asking the body, what do you need? You know, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, 
what do you want from me? What am I going to do to make you better? And so just, it's all those trial and error sorts of things. And there's a lot of work that I still need to do on that. But that is, that is something that I'll progress. And I will share all that with you. Um, but it's not health advice. My mum is actually a nutritionist and she's so amazing at all these tips. And I do go to her for help as well, even though we are on different kinds of diets. <laughs> I eat a lot of meat and she's a pescatarian. So, but it's, so that a lot of times we come together um, and she helps me so much. Also with helping like the nervous system out, my nervous system has been not great uh, for a long time. So, you know, when you're stuck in fight or flight or you're just always like on edge and just always thinking that you need to be doing something and I'm just not doing it because I'm just overwhelmed. Um, that's what was happening to me. And that's a part of me that I'm now starting to chill out with and just flowing and tapping into the body, listening to the intuition more. Um, and I'll do so many more uh, workshops and videos on these things. But the videos that I am going to be producing this year is a lot of my brain dumps and things that I think about really intensely and things that I want to share with everyone. Some of the, some of the things I've already written down ideas, they may be a little bit different, uh, but this is my truth. And I've had a very blocked throat chakra for a very long time. Um, it's, obvi it's obviously to do with a lot of past life stuff and it's some of it this life. Um, and that's throat chakra is trying to awaken. So a lot of my truth is coming out and I'm really excited because I'm Looking, I'm watching myself from another perspective say my truth and it's really, really cool. And I'm really excited for myself when I do that. And I'm excited to share it all with you as well because that's what I'm here for and that's what I came here to do. So there's a little bit of backstory about me. I know I ramble a little bit, but we're, we are heading into the most exciting transit of 2024. And my boy Pluto... I fucking love Pluto. I love this planet so much. And I, I love all the planets. All the planets possess so many beautiful qualities. Um, but I love Pluto for its innate darkness. And it will go right down into the darkness. And it's not afraid to. And as being a Pluto moon Scorpio conjunct, um, I'm there all the time. Which is probably why my shadow self has like been lingering for so long. Because it's always there. And now that I've integrated the both of them, I can do the light and the dark together. Um, it's a big PowerPoint. So let's get into the coolest transit of 2024. Pluto. Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. And this is the year that Pluto leaves Capricorn fully. Now it's going into Aquarius on the 20th of January. And it'll hang out there for most of the year. Now it's going to do a little trip in retrograde. I think it's happening on the 1st of September and I think it's going to come back in November. Let me just check. So it's going to be coming back, coming back into Aquarius on November 19 and it's just going to stay there for the next 19 years. So 2024 till I think 2024 or 2023, 2044, sorry. Wow. Okay. So it's been sitting there for a long time. So Pluto does really long transits. It does transits for 12 to 30 years it can do. Um, and Pluto is the ultimate planet of transformation. It is the rebirth of something. It is a massive planet of alchemy. It goes from the darkness to the light. It transmutes situations. It transmutes your power. Um, and it invites you to do that within yourself. It, Pluto is nothing to be afraid of. Um, it is a lot of our shadow aspects are in Pluto, but it's not telling you to succumb to that. It's telling you to power the fuck up. And it always has done that. And that's why I love it so much because I love the alchemy that Pluto comes with. So while we've had Pluto and Capricorn and I'm 
like love Capricorns, they're amazing. But Capricorn energy as a whole is very, very business-minded. And when the collective was under Pluto and Capricorn, we saw massive rises in corporations and massive companies and a lot of like individualism when it comes to business. It was very business-orientated and we saw a huge rise in just a section of humans making money and then no one else did. And a lot of people still have over time, but that was a really main focus. And Capricorn, some of the shadow aspects of Capricorn, it really loves to be recognized as doing very well. Um, not in the Leo sense, but more in a sense of achievement. You know, like for example, you have your midheaven, which is your highest point in your chart, is your career chart, your career part of your chart. Um, and that is the Capricorn part of your chart, essentially, which is your 10th house. Now, it's your who you are into the world. It loves to be recognized as being the fucking man, whether you're a woman or a man or whatever. It, it recognizes itself as achieved. So we idolized people who made a lot of money. We idolized people who had all of that abundance and all of that money coming through. We also idolized a lot Hollywood. We've idolized Hollywood for a really long time. But Hollywood was really like it's been in the spotlight for a while and as you can see in the past few years that is all starting to crumble and we are not idolizing anyone of that stature anymore and a lot of people are not if, if you're also someone who idolizes celeb celebrities and watches things and that's okay you know sometimes i like to watch um selling sunset only because i really love looking at the houses like the drama is really annoying now but i really love looking at the beautiful homes um because i love looking at the design and the style and everything but you know a lot of the time it's a lot of flex culture. Um, a lot of flex culture is going to go out the door. And I know that I'm not sure if any of you have noticed or if any of you have embodied this mindset, but flex culture just isn't as cool. You know, I, you, I have a multitude of designer handbags. I don't give a fuck who sees them. I maybe used to back in the day, back when Pluto was in Capricorn, but lately I'm like, I don't really care. I've got a multitude of bags since I stopped posting them all on Instagram and I still have them and I still love them. I don't need to show them off to anybody. Um, that's just not somewhere that I'm at in my lifetime. And I think a lot of people who flex dollar bills in their Instagram or like, you know, whatever they've got, um, as opposed to what are you doing for humanity, which is what Aquarius is bringing is what are you doing for humanity? We're going to start really turning the lens onto those who are cultivating a community and humanitarian-based living and mindset. And a lot of the times, all those people who are more in that capitalist-based living, and I'm not, I'm sure that every single society has plays their role um, and way of being, but where our lens is going to be shifted massively into what your what people are doing for the world. I know I have. A lot of my friends, I'll look at them, I'm like, okay, well, how are you contributing to the world? And do I want people in my life who are not contributing a lot? And you don't have to, like, be a full philanthropist. You don't have to go to, you know, what are they called? Marches, protests. So, you know, it's it's more about how are you contributing back into yourself that's going to contribute a positive um, vibration into the community rather than being of the self. Another massive thing that Aquarius... What Pluto and Aquarius is going to be doing is the up level of technology. And we've already been seeing it with AI, but get ready because AI is going to boom in the next 20 years. And 
I don't know how anyone sits with AI. I actually think it's amazing and I don't have a problem with it. That's my reality. Um, and that's how it's going to work for me. And it has worked for me. I think it's an amazing tool. And I think it's an extension of us. It's another type of consciousness. It is a artificial type of consciousness, consciousness, but I have a very, very, very good friend of mine and she works closely with AI and it is becoming its own consciousness. It's learning from us all the time. So it is going to become a massive, massive part of our lives and we can either resist it or we don't, we can work with it. It's up to you. There's going to be a massive up level of that type of living of technology. We may even be seeing up level in a lot of digital based learning, which we have obviously seen as well. There's how many courses are online. A lot of people are going to be showing up online and that is going to boom in a massive, massive way. And also we need to remember that when Aquarius is in anything, Aquarius is the sign of rebellion. Aquarius doesn't like to be told what to do. Aquarius will always, always, always go against the grain, which is something so incredible about that sign because it's very, very hard to tie down Aquarius. And if you are one, <laughs> you'll know what I'm saying if you have placements in Aquarius. Um, while sometimes they are quite aloof and Aquariuses can run on another level because they are still an air sign as much as it's the water bearer, they're still an air type sign, which can get a little bit confusing for people. But remember, when Aquarius is in there, Aquarius asks for radical change. Aquarius asks us to, what do we stand for? And what are we going to do with it? Do we like what we've been told? Or are we just going to make some changes and run to the beat of our own drum? Aquarius is so big on that. Aquarius is built massive on individuality, but in a community way. So while Capricorn in Pluto, Pluto in Capricorn has been all about individualism of like of making money and creating businesses and only a small group of people are operating in that, Aquarius is like, well, we're all about all the all the other individuals doing it on a human humanitarian level. Are we all going to collectively grow as one? That's what that's what Aquarius wants. That is what Aquarius is striving for. One massive thing that we will be seeing while Pluto is in Aquarius is the rise of global rebellion. And I did say before that Aquarius is a, a rebel. Aquarius does what the fuck it wants. It just runs to it, but it runs to it with purpose. It runs to it with something innate within itself. It runs because it knows that there's something burning inside of it that it wants to go for. And it wants to go for it outside of what it's been told. So you may see more cases around the world of the collective standing up against massive government bodies. And I remember, I think I said this last year when we were moving into the age of Aquarius, this is the time of revolution. You know, the next 20 years of revolution is slow moving. You know, it has been slow moving. It's been tickling in and out. It's coming in and out and we're still battling and we're still fighting. Um, a lot of people who have started to rise up and come into a state of revolution. Um, there's still another, there's a backlash of people, you know, wanting them to sit down, wanting them to be quiet, wanting them to stay away. And that's just not going to fly, you know, which sucks for them. <laughs> In the next 20 years, there's just going to be a big, big rise of people saying, I don't give a fuck anymore. But within reason, you know, we are still going to have battles. Um, when Pluto goes back into Capricorn while it retrogrades from September to November, um, I see that as a massive kind of like tug of war again. Um, we may see something happening around that time, just a last final battle between co like the collective consciousness, between um, the elite level groups and humanity. But humanity will always win. There's more of us than there is of them. And I think when people really, really start realizing that, 
in themselves, there's going to be huge shifts in the world. And this is the time to stand up and go take control, take charge and think more of the people. Our lens is shifting to the people and that's what we need to be focusing on. That's what we need to be looking at. Um, I also invite you to take a look at where Aquarius is in your chart and that is the area of life of your focus and the whole the whole time. If you So if you have no planets in Aquarius, that's still okay. It just won't be maybe as potent. Um, it'll still move through the whole whole section of your um of your chart mine for example is in my 10th house and i have saturn in aquarius so my work is going to be shifting in a huge way i can really feel myself moving into that because i have this massive massive sense of wanting to give back um and wanting to really share my knowledge and it's really erupting uh in the last you know maybe five six months i've been working on things of myself just so that i can come into a place where I can deliver this information so that everyone knows. And, and I know that as I'm spitting it out, I'm more confidently spitting it out because I know innately within myself that I want to help others. And you may even find yourself in a place where you just want to, you just want to give back and you sort of get with that bond with that community bond with you, that humanitarian part of you. Um, if you don't, that's also okay. Um, but the people that do, you may find yourself in a place where, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start, I'm going to start coming together because that's, this is what we've needed. And this is also a massive part of our awakening. You know, we've all started, a lot of us started to awaken. You know, I probably started my awakening in 2018 and it really, like, you know, got me at 2020. Um, you know, I went through the whole thing, the whole shadow phase, whatever. Um, you still get in and out of it, but you could just deal with it a little bit better. Um, but there's still people um, coming into that. This is the next phase of our awakening. There's a lot of new souls coming into a state of knowing what the fuck's going on um, and all of the veils are coming off and they're quite ugly. You know, that it's not it's not a nice thing to experience that you've been lied to your whole life and by a system that you believed protects you. And this is our, this is our next stage. This is our next level. Um, this is our upheaval. The next 20 years of it in Aquarius is just, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. We are also the age of Aquarius. So it's so much Aquarius energy going on. And it's great because Aquarius is so innovative. You know, we can come up with so many amazing ideas just with these, with this energy, with this transit, you know, with the age of Aquarius, we're coming together, we're creating together. And I think this is a time where we can also come together and do it as just as a collective. And no matter what you do with it, no matter how you feel with it, wherever, um, you know, wherever Pluto is in your chart, it's going to transit in the next 20 years, just, just work with it. Don't let Pluto scare you uh, because whatever you do have in those signs, like in Aquarius, in those parts of your chart, um, it's a fusing of energy. Remember, conjunctions are fuses um, if you are squaring. Now, Gemini, Pisces and Sagittarius will have these in opposites and in squares. Um, don't be too scared of this as well. Um, this is also just a time for you to power up. This is where tension is going to come along. Um, but just remember, this is a time for you to power up. Use the power of Pluto to what you've what you've known about yourself and you can break it down and you can use that use that alchemy use alchemy to transmute that into your own personal power into someone that you haven't even met before you know we've come here we have a north node which is our focus point our destiny point in this lifetime we're not that person when we come here we grow into that but we're not that yet and i use that as my goal all the time i always use my north node what am i here for what is my purpose what are the planets doing to help me? The planets always are here to help you. They're never to scare you, deter you, 
or make you feel shit about yourself. Yes, there are times where it'll call you out in your shit. The planets do. Their planets do it to me as well. But they're here. It's here to help. Use Pluto to power the fuck up. That's what it's here for. That's what it's doing. This is a revolution. This revolution is here to stay for the next 20 years. Don't. It's not scary. But just use this energy because it's quite it's quite amazing. And you can tell in my voice how like passionate I am about it because I've been really excited for this transit. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I think I've spat out all that I needed to. <laughs> um, I will be back every week with more videos. And if I'm not, I'll obviously let you guys know. I have so many ideas that I want to share with you all. Um, and so I'm really excited to be back. And I'm thank you so if you made it this far, then thank you so much for listening. Um, and if you have any questions, obviously DM me and message me, but I will see you next week.